You're listening to Insert Quest here. My name is Ray, uh, and this week we wanted to share a podcast made from some audio that we recorded as part of our original Patreon stream launch. Uh, as part of our original Patreon, we streamed for 12 hours in four-hour segments, uh, and we did a bunch of stuff to celebrate that, and you can find it on our YouTube, and I'll put a link to the playlist for that down below, if that's something that you want to check out, but we streamed for uh, 12 hours, and we had a bunch of people related to the show come on and do stuff. Uh, One of the things that we did was we played a game of Dungeon World with Alex, Eric, and Ryan. Um, So, I say Dungeon World, it was actually Dungeon Planet, which is kind of like a sci-fi expansion thing uh, for Dungeon World, Uh, and so we played a little bit of that. Um, and it was, I wanted to share it because I was thinking about it this week when we were doing quest markers, uh, and I was talking about how fun it was to describe stuff when we played this game. And so I checked to see if we'd already posted it before to insert quest here, and we haven't, so I went and dug that out of the stream, uh, and I've just finished editing it down for you, so... I hope that you look forward to this sort of retros 1950s-ish episode-inspired Dungeon Planet uh, game. Um, The voices that you will hear will be myself, uh, Ray, um, and I would have been using he-him pronouns, Uh, Eric, or Rhythm Bastard, uh, playing Kurag, uh, will be... Uh, we'll also be using he-him pronouns. Uh, Ryan playing Futura using he-him pronouns. And I can't quite remember what Alex's character name was, but Alex is also using he-him pronouns. Um, as well as that, because of the way the stream was set up, uh, Finn was actually making our banner in stream and streaming that, uh, doing, through using screen share at the same time. Uh, so... You might hear Finn uh, interject uh, every now and again with a comment, um, but I'm not 100% sure how many of those uh, he made from memory. Uh, But anyway, please enjoy this episode of Insert Quest here, Dungeon Planet. So, who wants to introduce their weirdo character first? Oh, you can describe, you can pick what they look like and stuff up the top as well. Yeah, the the little box that says look. Yeah, and names. Uh, but how about how about uh, how about Alex? Why don't you tell us about your technician, your space wizard? I think he went to go grab a beer. Damn it, Ryan! Tell me about your Robo Man. All right. Um, so my character's name is Futura. Uh, she is a badass security robot. She has a giant glowing eye in the middle of her humanoid face. Uh, she has a human voice, a metal exterior, and a humanoid shape. So I'm Hold picturing on, her as. As one of those giant, lumbering, old-timey sci-fi robots. Uh, and I have the technician named Bishop. Uh, he is an android with mechanical eyes. So they're like implanted metal chrome eyes. Uh, weird hair. He wears a foil jumpsuit. Uh, and he has a svelte body. Felt nice, um, cool. Felt yeah. body. That was one of the options. Uh, Eric. Uh, yes. So um, my character is named Kurag. 
Uh, he is a mutant character that, uh, hold on, let me, I'm just trying to get the, uh, he has green skin, very strange skin, a little bit of a scaly texture to it. Uh, he is dressed in very fine clothing. However, they are stolen. He stole them from a guy. Nice. Um, yes, the top, he has very, he has a uh, very small horns, not, he has horns atop of his head, not too big, not too small. Uh, he has like very faint tentacles on his hands. So he has tentacles for hands. And he has the legs of a satyr, like a satyr's oh. leg. But those are of course uncovered. Because I'm playing up the devil angle here. It's like, yeah, no, fun times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's start filling in some bonds. So you'll see a section on your character sheet if you're not familiar with. Um, powered by the apocalypse that says bonds and under it there's blank spaces where you can write in other characters names so for example i'm going to open up the human one because no one's playing an earthling rather so the earthling one of the bonds for the earthling is blank enjoys my tales of life on earth so you put one of the other characters names in there and you don't have to fill them all in um just fill in the ones that are relevant uh so, Ryan, do you want to show us what that uh, what that means? All right, sure. I'm going to put in, I was programmed to help Kurag. Okay. Nice. Mm. <clears throat> Ryan, what was your character's name? Yeah. Futura. Futura. Uh, I must protect Futura so they can help me with my work. They understand it. Nice. Uh, <coughs> Futura has been a friend to me when others were prejudiced. Nice. Cool. Uh, Ryan, do you have another one? Um, what is your character's name again, Alex? Bishop. Bishop. All right. Um, Bishop helped me get repaired when I was broken. Mm. Alex, do you have another one? Uh, yeah, Eric, what's your character's name? Kurag. Kurag. Kurag is proof that great things can be accomplished without machines. I must match those achievements with mine own. With mine own. <laughs> That's what it says, yeah. Such well-typed game. Mm. Right. Uh, Bishop will help me create a new mutant civilization with all of his technology skills. Nice. Yeah, sure. You guys, yeah. Can, you guys can add more if you uh, fill in more of those if you want, but you've each filled in two, so... Yeah, this is good enough. Yeah. Cool. Uh, just so you know, uh, I'm an android, so that means that all my machines are implanted. Otherwise, they would call. They would be one weight for like each thing, but they're all just part of me. Uh, yeah, so something we didn't. Weights. Something we didn't do for you, um, Eric, because we didn't do your gear. Right. So that's um, at the top of the second page. Yeah. What's your? I mean, we won't worry too much about like the weight and whatnot. But choose a. You can choose some armor and stuff there, and then they also have weapons. So like one of them is an energy sword, and another one is a ray gun. Fine. Mine's a grinder slash saw combo. Fun. I love a grinder. Yeah. So I have a projectile cannon that makes any handheld object a thrown weapon. <laughs> Got the fucking um, <laughs> junk launcher thing from Fallout. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. And because I'm a, a seek and destroy unit, when I use my built-in weapons, I can volley with uh, strength instead of dex. Nice. And because of Zardoz speaks to you, I can parlay with strength instead of charisma <laughs> by, thre by threatening people. That makes sense. I speak only with strength. <laughs> Fantastic. 
I'm a jump mancer. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for my gear, I picked uh, scavenged armor because that's how he found all his other clothes. And uh, his primary weapon is a dagger. So the right, tentacles right, so get him in close and then stab. Then give him a quick one-two. Give him a bit yeah. of the old ultraviolence. Yeah. So are you guys <laughs> space goat herders or space truckers? Mm. Uh, is this the good ship Planet Express ship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do kind of like space truckers. Yeah. All right. So and you guys I do are the song "Space Trucking" by Deep Purple. So you guys are <laughs> you guys are long haul space transportation specialists. Nice. You've, uh, you you've done the twelve. You've done the two week uh, college course on uh, on lunar orbit to become certified uh, interstellar uh, interstellar space truckers. Uh, or rather, interstellar transportation specialists. Uh, you've just picked up a you've just picked up a load of uh, goats and sheep and llamas from uh, from Mercury, and now you're on your way back to Earth. But oh no, you didn't stock enough uh, you didn't stock enough goat feed, and so you're gonna have to stop oh, off on shucks. the. Up, up, stop off, and the only planet nearby is Venus. Oh, Actually, dang it. It's that one between Mercury and Earth. <laughs> it is that one between Mercury and Earth. Oh, no, you've never heard of Mavinerus? Oh, no, I haven't. You haven't heard of Aphroditelian? <laughs> <laughs> the second fiddle to Venus? The uh, planet number 2.5 in the solar system. Indeed. <laughs> It's just one, it's just got one hemisphere. Um, so, uh, you're, you you guys are standing in the in the cargo hold um, as you realize you're out of goat feed and Venus is all that's nearby. Um, you're you're ankle deep in goats and sheep. Those are very small goats. Yeah. Fine. You're waist deep in sho- in sheep. <laughs> no, no, goats. I prefer them being ankle high. Well, you know that's that's how you that's how you transport them. You shrink them to save. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, like you know, like Lisa mattresses or something like that. (laughs) I was thinking they just dehydrate and we would rehydrate them. We just dunk them in water when we get to Earth and they reinflate. (laughs) They're like those sponge things that you get and you soak them in water and they grow. Yeah, the dinosaurs. (laughs) This was so good. (laughs) This is a great game. Uh, So. Uh, you're 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 up there in you're up there in Vin- Venusian space. Uh, why don't you have who who first notices first notices the need to stop? Mm. Probably not me because I'm largely ignorant to the needs of flesh creatures. And probably <laughs> not me because I'm ignorant to the needs of everybody. Unless, I think you're you probably know. too busy trying to seduce the head of the llama herd. Yeah. Well, then it's uh, probably me. Uh, so Bishop uh, comes up. Hey, guys. So I think we're going to have to make a quick stop because we're almost out of goat food. Uh, and so I, the goats I, are dead when we get to Earth. We're going to get like a fraction of the price for them. Uh, I, I, so I, I stop my conversation with the llama and I say, 
<sighs> really? It, it, can't you check in the back or something? It's it's a spaceship. We don't really have a back. The back is space. Uh, so, no. So we're going to have to stop. Yep. And according to the computer, the only place along the way is Venus. Why do, you not, why do we not stop on Aphroditelian? Oh, God, no, please. No, no, no. I, I like the Aphroditelian planet. So uh, what, what, what was it? Can we stop there instead? Um, so, um, Bishop, you can't stop on Aphroditelian because Kurag, uh, there's a warrant for Kurag's arrest out on Aphroditelian. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we could, we could go to Aphroditelian. He, he, he stole the, uh, princess of Aphroditelian's, uh, virtue. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we could go to Aphrodite and Curag, but as soon as we landed, you would be arrested or executed. Hmm. Not necessarily in that order, either. Right. Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like taking my chances. Can, can yeah. we do... All right. I don't, and I set the course, so we're going to Venus. Oh, God damn it. All right, fine. Pack your raincoats. Just think Great. of all the lives you have saved by not having, not bringing Kurag to the planet where he is wanted and uh, necessitating me murdering soldiers. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Listen, they, everyone knows that I'm a way better catch for the Princess of Aphrodite and than whatever schmuck she's been set up with. So, yeah, fine. Let's go to Venus and get paid already. Look, man, I know you're a great catch, but you know how those uh, Aphroditeans are. They hold a grudge. They're notorious for it. A, a blue light starts to blink uh, on the roof of the cargo hold. Um, what does this blue light indicate? Uh, that the blue plate special's ready? Yep. So you know, you know that in the canteen section of your tiny sp- uh, spaceship, they are now serving the blue plate special. <laughs> um, as uh, and then you feel the whole ship shake as it starts to descend, ass forwards into the Venusian atmosphere. Oh, promise I told you already. There, gotta go. <laughs> Thick clouds roll past the various little submarine-style windows, little little glass port windows. Um, as you sink down through the thick uh, fog of Venus, uh, and in the and in the sensors be- uh, below, you can see uh, huge, colossal mushroom forests. Um, who here has been to Venus before? Curac hmm. uh, seems to have a very. Uh, yeah. I, I think he has. Right. Okay, so, yeah, I've been to Venus before. Uh, Kurag, what was your least favorite thing about Venus? Uh, my least favorite thing about Venus was probably just just the smell of it all. You know, it's kind of hard to get in the mood when um, just, every, you know, like that thick atmosphere and... Ugh. Venus smells bad. So you guys want to know a fun fact about Venus? Why back in like the early 20th century, they thought that it was covered in forests because it, it looks like uh, rainforest clouds. Yeah, it was all cloudy. And obviously clouds mean water and lots of water means forests. So ergo, Venus was covered in rainforests. 
Um, who's go. the guy that Who's the guy that wrote Starship Troopers? Robert E. Uh, Heinlein. Yeah, he has a he has a story about like a Vietnam esque war on Venus. I've read that short story, and it's all like, "We were trapped in the rainforest hell." That sounds kind of Venus. awesome. Mm. <laughs> and, and and they knew Venus wasn't swamp when he wrote that. <laughs> um, so it smells bad. Has anybody else been to Venus before? Uh, I have, or Bishop has. Um, what uh, what was something Bishop loved about Venus? What did Bishop love about Venus? Um, Bishop's a huge nerd, and Venus has the solar system's largest open-air technology market. All right. It's like uh, there's a market in uh, Thailand, I think that's like this. It's just like this huge tech market. Maybe it's I have time. a lot of those in Asian countries. Yeah, it's like that, but bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the solar system's largest one, so it'd have to be exactly. larger than the one in Thailand. That's very true. Only it's slightly. Just, it's just got yeah. one extra stall. That's all that matters. <laughs> it only matters that it's technically larger. We space the stalls further apart, so there's not any more variety. <laughs> we just cover more, more surface area. More uh... Bangkok, yeah, I think it is in Bangkok. Sorry. Um, all right, brilliant. And and Futura, have you you've never been here before? I think Futura is like fresh out the package. So like, all right. What does <laughs> what does your inner what does your inner database and programming have to say about Venus and the various dangers a robot might face there? Um, it probably has something to say about the corrosive atmosphere and how it might be danger. Uh, how how it might be. Um, Deleterious to my to my moving parts. Corrosive air. Brilliant. All right. So you guys are looking for food. Are you gonna for your herd? Are you gonna try and go to a store and just buy food? Are you gonna be or are you gonna try and cut down on costs and land in rural Venus uh, <laughs> and just let your boots out to munch on some mm. munch on some mushrooms? <sighs> Well, we need to bring food with us, so I, th- I don't think just letting them out to graze would be good. But, but you could gather stuff. Yeah. You could forage. How um, much money? Yeah. Like, how much money do we have? Not a lot. I'm, Not I'm a lot. picturing our ship is like fireflying. Okay. So we, uh, we're definitely going to land and try to let them graze. It's All like right. it's like a firefly ship if it was shaped like a uh, football with fins on yeah. it. It's just like a like firefly ship, but worse. It's shaped like a Nerf vortex. Okay. <laughs> wow. I was nice. gonna say, I was gonna ask which football, American football or rest of the world football. Yeah, no, it's a mortar shell. Okay. It's a mortar shell strapped to a with a rocket engine inside of it. All right. Nerf I vortex. We, I think we have a name for the ship now too. It's the vortex. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Uh, so the vortex lands uh, in a cl- uh, it lands on a mushroom and burns it out from underneath of it because uh, there's no real clearings in the mushroom jungles of Venus uh, and I guess you all step outside. Yeah, prepare the tiny herd. Uh, I will reconnoiter the or- the area to see if there are any dangers about. Smell that fresh Venusian air. It smells like rotten eggs and. 
are off. Uh, it, I will use a different description. It smells like uh, rotten trout milk. Uh. Uh, through my Android nasal purifiers, though, it smells great. <laughs> and through my normal ish, your it, smells, it smells like rotten fish milk. Through your enhanced senses. Yeah, and it smells <laughs> double bad. It's just an awful, awful scent. It's like the, um, what's the stench bog thing from the labyrinth? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. The unspeakable bog or something like that? Yeah. Anyway, um, Futura, you step out onto the Venusian surface. Uh, Futura, Futura, like, lumbers. She, she kind of almost waddles. Um, like, like an actor in a bulky costume. Um, she, she readies her laser in case she has to fire at anything and, and scans the area with her. It's a hairdryer with like three, uh, car aerials taped to the front of it. Exactly. Exactly. Spray painted gold. Mm All right. Uh, Kurag s- steps off and he's a little shaky at first because you know the hooves and everything, but like it, when the, the when the smell hits him at full force, he just kind of like he, he's just like on the verge of retching. He leans against the side of the door and tries to hold it in. The the goats uh, and sheep and llamas file out in miniature form, um, and as they as they start to come out the doors, they resize. Uh, as there are special resizing units embedded in the door, Lisa um, mattress uh, sheep, which 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 was part which was partly partly to save money because doing la huge wide angle shots of miniature sheep would have been far too costly. Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, all all the internal shots where there's the miniature sheep, it's either you can just hear them outside a shot. Uh, or it's like a it's a close up so that you're only ever looking at one. <laughs> uh, and so they they all file out, and now there's these this mixed herd of sheep and llamas and goats around. Uh, what do you guys do? Ah, damn. Well, um, I I made the the discern realities move because I was looking around. And I got a six. Nice. That's always fun. So yeah. for those that haven't played Powered by the Apocalypse games before uh, and are not familiar with it, uh, you roll 2d6s um, when you trigger a move, um, which you do by describing um, describing things. So like if, if Ryan wanted to – Ryan triggered his move by triggering the discern realities move by saying, I go outside and look around. Um, if you wanted to make the volley move, for example, you might say, um, I, I take out my laser gun and I, I, I shoot at the green skinned bird. Um, and so you, you always, you always have to, you just have to worry about describing what your character's doing. And then I will tell you whether that triggers a move or not and what you need to do. So with the certain realities, Ryan, uh, but Ryan has played this before, so he knew what he wanted to do. So you discern realities and you get a, a, a six. So a six yeah. means that he doesn't get anything very useful. Um, and possibly uh, that I might get to use a move against him. So you you step out and 
and uh, in the distance, fog machines start. <laughs> um, you notice a smoke creeping through uh, the mushroom forest underbrush around you. But, you know, that's just the Martian atmosphere resettling, probably. Venusian. Venusian. God damn it. <laughs> it's just the Venusian Venus-y. atmosphere. It's just the Venus atmosphere settling back down after your rocket blasted through the atmosphere. Yep, that's it. Uh, you know, nothing to be worried about. It looks like we have uh, a shockwave of filthy, corrosive Venusian air coming in. Oh, well. Uh, all right, we should uh, get the herd back inside then, I guess. I mean, you could test to see if the air is corrosive. Uh, oh, yeah. You're a scientist. Mm, yeah, I don't have a thing that'll do that, though. You could spout law. Uh, oh, right, yeah, generic moves. Yeah, so you could describe, uh, you could try and describe the gas. So I will you try could, to do you, that. You could be like, oh, I pull out my, pull out my data scanner, pull out my tricorder, mm. oh. my four-quarter. It's one more. <laughs> uh, I just accidentally closed my stream. Well, that's fine. You just describe to me what you're doing first. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to, uh, pull out my, hmm... Yeah, I'm going to, uh, Bishop reaches into his satchel, uh, and pulls out, uh, essentially, uh, a little, what, with a, a, uh, high range data scanner, which is actually a calculator with a little satellite dish on top that spins around. Uh, <laughs> and he hits, the buttons are painted different colors. So he hits a few different buttons, uh, to see what he gets. Nice. Uh, and so 2d6 is plus int. I'm trying to re-add dice stream, but it's not... Ah, yes. I, I understand your struggle. Hang on a moment. So, there's this is a weird kink of Google Hangouts, which will be relevant... Oh, God, I hate it when it does that. Um, if, you remove, if you remove a app or a plugin, it won't... You can't add it back in unless somebody else uses it in a Hangout, and it pops up with the little blue dialogue saying, Raymond is currently using DiceStream. Would you like to use DiceStream as well? Interesting. Sometimes it'll pop up and sometimes it won't. So if it doesn't pop up, just roll to just just type in dice roller on an online thing, or oh, I can roll for you. No, and I could just I go web- get my dice. I mean, because I have the webcam on, you'll actually be able to see what I roll. Uh oh, good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm never doing that again. Um, plus my int bonus. Brings me up to five. Um, you, you, you step up to the fog and you're scanning it and you turn back to everyone else and say, well, it looks fine. And then uh, something grabs hold of your hand. Uh, everyone sees a black shadowy figure as, they cut, as it cuts to commercial. Give me one sec. I just have to go across my room and get my actual dice. Are you feeling a deep-seated hunger in your tum-tums? Perhaps you should try Ragnar's Human Rinds. Made from real human. No, I don't, because my actual dice are still in a box somewhere and have not yet been unpacked. You're a moving house, man. Yeah. Worst. Yep. I had trouble when I was just moving from one side of this house to the other. Fuck, I have it on my phone, and my phone is literally sitting next to me. I have a die roller out. You're the worst (laughs) human being I've ever met. Yep. But, well, you've met Eric, and apparently I 
I've met Eric and I've met Eric. Yeah. So you're going to have to. Not, not this Eric. Not okay. this Eric. Our Eric. This Eric is fine. Yeah. He's a top notch dude. Yep. Okay. Well, apparently I don't have a dice roller app, so I'm going to. Just find that. one online. Yeah. Let's go to random.org. <laughs> I, I went to type in dice roller on my phone, and my phone autocorrected it to dude runner. <laughs> oh, man. I'm putting that in game ideas. Dude runner. <laughs> dude runner. Where's my game ideas document? It's fucking Harrison Ford trying to kill bros. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I went the other way. I imagined cyberpunk Big Lebowski. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you see, I was going to go with your idea, Brian, uh, where Harrison Ford like just opens fire on a frat house. <laughs> like, where's my family? <laughs> All right, so we've got Dude Runner, and we're going to have two ideas in there. We've got Dude Runner, uh, Big Lebowski. Right. Uh, you're welcome, and, by the way. And, and, and Blade Runner. With, with dudes with dude. instead of repl- yeah. replicants. <laughs> All right, so what grabbed my hand? Uh, it is a shadowy mouth uh, that is latched on your hand. Uh, I scream and drop my uh, scanner thing and then quickly grab the uh, grinder slash saw hanging on my belt, rip it off, flick the switch, and it goes, and slash at the, the mouth that's biting me. Make me a hack and slash roll. That is plus strength, correct? It is plus strength. Unless you have a finesse saw. Uh, I don't. Uh. I love that Google Docs actually has Lebowski in its spell checker. It was like, are you trying to write Lebowski? <laughs> like, yes, yes I am. Thank you, Google. The dark uh, abides. I got an eight. The dark abides. An eight, <laughs> so... Yes. I swear is the document that I'm looking Hack for. Hack slash. On 10 plus, uh, on 7 to 9, you deal your damage to the enemy, and the enemy makes an attack against you. Oh, sweet. All right, where's my D10? And my, oh, fuck. Uh, my damage is a D6. Good. Uh, so I do... Ooh, 5. All right, well, I rolled a 3, so you do more oh. damage to it. And I have one armor. Oh, that's why it wants me to mirror the webcam. Because the dice don't show up right. They show up back to front. Oh, whatever, I don't care. All right, right, so if I I click mirrored video, it is disconcerting because I'm looking at it and it looks like hand is on the wrong side of my face. And I have to make a... I have to make a um, alienation check. Uh, But it will look better to the audience when they see the dice pop up. Alright, so you you grind at it and it uh, it makes this sort of hissing coughing noise and runs off. <laughs> and disappears into the fog. Oh no, we've got shadow creatures attacking. Stay away, stay away from the fog. Fog is bad. I was Everybody wrong. Keep... Fog is bad. Everybody keep back. Uh, the fog creeps closer uh, and you see your sheep and goats and llamas disappear into it as it no! starts to envelop your spaceship. Uh, so I am going to cast uh, Tractor Beam. So I have a machine that attracts or repels small objects, just about anything you can pick up, but nothing as heavy as a person. Um, so I'm going to use my Tractor Beam 
to pick up as many of the tiny little uh, sheeps and llamas and everything as I can. And Remember, they expanded in size once they went through the door in order to save on the special effects budget. Oh, right. We have an actual oh. herd of sheeps and llamas now. I'd let yeah, you try okay. and push back the fog with it, though. Oh, all right. I will try to do that then. Uh, so it's an automatic opera. So, okay. And so I roll plus wisdom for that, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I have my spell sheet, so my character sheet is many pages long. Um, so many pages. Plus intuition, intelligence. Okay. Uh, so I rolled whew, a 12. Oh, boy. Uh, so you push back uh, a, a the fog in a cone shape near near mm-hmm. the door. Um do you say anything as you do? Because like you've got to you've got to hold the fog back with the tractor beam. You've got to constantly adjust for the shifting wind pressure. So the tractor beam is in my in my left hand. So my hand like flips up like it's on a hinge, and suddenly this blue uh, half dome extrudes from my wrist and goes. And pushes the fog away. And I yell, quick, get the herd back on the ship. All right. Uh, then, uh, so, I, I mean, I guess at this point we both noticed the fog, correct? Well, yeah, you'd all noticed the fog. This had been going right. on. You'd seen it. Yeah. But you, it, it okay, so, so look, then, we noticed yeah. the bad thing. Okay, so we know it's yeah. a bad thing, right? So, yeah. um, hmm. There's awful shadow mouths in there. Apparently. Right. So, uh, uh, I... Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to say I ready my dagger and kind of like try to shoo as many of the animals back into it as possible, like the llama I was seducing, try to get her back in. (laughs) (laughs) Any any nearby animals? Yes, the llama I was seducing. Uh, Top notch line. (laughs) Going to be a big damn hero. (laughs) Exactly. You start so, shooing the various animals back in. Yeah, back um, in and like just trying to, you know, just trying to like flick the, because apparently violence worked on the Falg a little bit. So, but, you know, I'm just trying to like hack away at it while slowly trying to make my way back. You you knife wildly at the fog as you yes. shoo the animals in. They go yes. whip, 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 whip as they yeah. pass through the shrinking door. Hold on, no. I knife wildly at the fog while shooing in the llama I was seducing earlier. Just the one? Yeah, one of the other animals, but let's face it, she's Are my Are you favorite. trying to trigger a move, perhaps? Possibly, yes. I mean, that sounds like it could be a hack and slash. Yeah, sure. All right, so roll me 2d6 plus strength. All right. All right, I got uh, 8 minus 1. That's 7. All right. Um, you, you, uh, I, I will give you one point of damage okay. um, that negates armor as you strain your arm trying to knife at the fog. The fog has wounded you by making oh. you overextend. Ah. Uh. Hyperextended, no. <laughs> oh, I, I knew I should have struck beforehand. The llama, the female llama, pauses in the door and looks back at you. <laughs> As if, as if the special effects people have dangled some llama food just behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we came here to get. Um, and they play romantic music over it so that it looks like she's looking at you longingly when really she is confused and hungry. Futura places herself between um, 
Kurag and the fog. Laser at the ready. You see shadows moving within the fog. I'm going to try to attempt to laser those shadows. All right, so you fire your laser into the fog. Make me a volley roll. Okay. So that's, that's plus dex. Yeah, that is actually plus dex. So I'm at plus zero. Okay. I'm sure it will. Actually, I got a nine. Oh, nice. On a seven to nine, choose one. Uh, whichever you choose, you deal your damage. Uh, so the, you, you've probably got the choices in front of you, but for those that uh, haven't played before, the choices are you have to move to get a shot, placing you in danger. Um, you have to take what you can get, so you roll your damage and then subtract uh, D6 uh, as your shot isn't so good. Um, and you have to take several shots, so it uses up some of your ammo. Ooh, um, okay. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take... Um, I'm going to expend the ammo, and that means that I have to channel my internal power source into it, so I take 1D4 damage. Oh, nice. So... Roll your attack damage and then take 1d4. Alright, so I take 2, and that's armor negating because I'm, I'm just... And my damage is a d10. So... Because nice. I am a big scary death robot. Because me, we didn't roll damage death for, robot. Death robot. for Eric's fog attack, but that's because it wouldn't have done any damage to the fog because it's fog. Right. <laughs> Unless the fog itself is a living creature, which it... The eh. fog itself is not a living creature. We did not establish that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't know. I guess I could have had you roll damage but to keep the mystery, but I'm not that kind of GM. Yeah. Right. I'm um, not into superfluous rolling. All right, so I got, I got a six on my, on my damage, and it has one piercing. You hear a, a squeak. <laughs> From within the fog, uh, as you as you fire off wild uh, lasers. What color are your laser beams? Um, the color of negative scratches. Oh, nice! Like they're um, just like they're just like bright white. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fog starts to settle a bit as the as the surrounds come quiet and the animals are all filing into the have all filed into the spaceship. Uh, the fog settles but doesn't clear. Uh, you can sort of make out a vague shape, and you can see smoke rising up, sort of a black, acrid smoke uh, that fades to wisps. Um, everybody else is on the ship by now, or or uh... the animals are. It's the animals just are. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. In that case, uh, Futura, with her with her laser still still pointed, her hair dryer. TV antenna laser still pointed at the at the shape uh, begins backing toward the spaceship door. Right. You, yeah, you spaceship to, does the same. All right, and you does everybody back towards the ship? Somebody yeah, correct. Starts to make his way back. All right, so you guys back up to the ship door, um, and from as you back up the ramp of the ship, you can sort of see. The thing that you shot, it's some kind of, like, it's almost like a, 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 a dog up on, that looks like it's bipedal and with, like, raptor hands coming out of it. It's sort of a blackish, dark green. Uh, it's got a mottled skin. Um, it's hard to make out any further details. 
but uh, it's out there. Um, you know, there is a bounty for new life forms. Hmm. I'm going. Hmm? I'm going alive to... or dead. Oh. Futura, Futura runs this through her internal databanks to see if it uh, pings any matches. It doesn't ping back an animal, a match for a, a catalog species. Uh, you know that there's a 30 simoleon reward for Ooh. for a dead animal and a thousand simoleon reward for a live animal if it's a unique species. Mm. You could have simoleons. If we could if we could capture this species and bring it back to the scientists on Terra. That's right. We get an, we can get a reward that might cover the loss of our herd. A substantial reward. Okay, so 30, man, 30 simoleons, you don't say. Mm. Or a thousand if you catch a living specimen. Ooh. Um, I'm going to use my universe. How far away is it? Uh, like within a, a couple of meters. Like okay. <laughs> maybe like 50 meters at most. So I could like shout at it and it would hear me, presumably. <laughs> yes, you could shout at the dead thing. Uh, wait, you s- dead or... Yeah, he shot it with a laser beam. Oh, I thought you said it was like prowling around. It was prowling around, but not after he shot it. Oh. oh I it. Okay, I didn't get okay. that either. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh. In that case, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go up to it, and Futura like nudges it with her foot, covering it with a laser gun the entire time. It doesn't move. Uh, it's got it's got uh, two sets of eyes. It's got these big predator eyes. Um, on the front of its face, like a, a sort of a like a tiger, uh, and then it's got these like chameleon-like eyes that can look in different directions on the side of its head. Uh, it's got six ears, uh, so it's got it's got like cat ears, but they're nested within one another. So it's got three ears on each side, with a small ear in the middle, and then a medium <laughs> ear, and then a big ear surrounding it. A lot of ears. It's life oh, function to appear with. to have ceased. Mm. Well, pick it up and throw it in the ship. We can at least get some money from it. Very well. Uh, Futura scoops it up in her arm, and there's a sound as a like a like a, a dynamo spinning down as as her uh, laser powers off. <laughs> Ooh. Mm, what you say? <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah, we can't afford that. No. <laughs> It's true. I don't want to get sued. Please don't sue me, whoever owns the copyright to that. Image and heap. <laughs> or whoever fair owns use. We have seven seconds. Indeed, it's fair use. You can't. You can't sue me. Um, all right. So you carry that thing back to the ship. Does your ship have any kind of science lab? Uh, I've got a workshop. All right. So maybe you take it to the workshop. You might be able to find out this thing for life cycle. Yeah, I was gonna say we do have a, a tech nerd on board. So yeah, work, a workshop is what I'm, is part of my starting equipment. So I have a workshop. Cool. Um, let me see. Oh, but my workshop is for basically uh, learning spells that are above my level. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what its mechanical yeah. use is. Yep. <laughs> its thematic use is whatever you use it for. Yes. Uh, yeah. So bring it to my workshop. It's like a table in the mess. Basically. It's just got tools all over it. Stuff on it. Right. Like maybe there's a couple questionable jars in the fridge. 
<laughs> the community yeah, don't, fridge. Don't open those. Oh, you you say some of that ramen. That's not ramen. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's it's maggot wolf semen. <laughs> Why do you have jars of it in the fridge? Well, where else am I going to keep it? <laughs> don't be stupid. Um, so I'm going to try to figure out what the hell this thing is. So perhaps a spout law? I think so. Unless you have like a figure stuff out move? Uh, I don't, unfortunately. Spout lore is plus intelligence, which is good. Let me just make sure. Uh, I'm not operating a machine. I'm not commanding a robot. So, no. All right, my phone. There's my dice. Uh, What do we got? Ten! Nice. Uh, On a roll of ten plus, the GM will tell you something interesting and useful about the subject relevant to your situation. So, this thing is... As you're scanning it and picking at it, you realize that this is a tri uh, a trihelix creature. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but you know that means that uh, it can't survive the corrosive storms of Venus exposed to the weather uh, uh, because its DNA unzips. Uh, more easily in acidic mm. compounds than a bi a bi uh, helix creature. This is all completely made up and has very little scientific grounding. In case right. you can't tell, mm. listeners, this is pure balls. <laughs> uh, so that means it must have some kind of cave or warren to take shelter in uh, oh. during the storms. Uh, how do you know this information? Beyond just your scans, um, because uh, when I was getting all of my uh, uh, cybernetic implants, um, I had to do a lot of research into. Oh wait, no, I'm an android. I'm just a robot. Um, because I was looking at becoming part biological once, and was trying to see what would be. The best base genetic material. structure. Yeah. So you're going to pull a bicentennial man and make yourself some organs? I was thinking about it, and then I did some research and saw how uh, horrible flesh is and decided not to. I talked you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking about becoming flesh. Don't. Do yeah, do you're that. right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It would be a mistake. Good point. Yeah, plus, like, trihelix creatures, when, you know, it's a get, and it's, yeah, that ends up kind of weird. Yeah. Even for me. Ugh, and don't even get me started on quad helix creatures. Oh, quad helix yep. creatures are the worst. Oh, no, quad helix, now that is a delight. The thing about quad yeah. helix creatures is that they're, uh, they have, uh, they have uh, four-axis symmetry. <laughs> That's right. Quadruple bitties. Yeah. They have all-wheel drive genetics. <laughs> they can just they can go over anything. Yep. Their evolution is smooth and sweet. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. They've got ruggedized evolution. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, so are you guys gonna hunt this thing down? We could could make even more simoleons off of a live specimen than we could off of the entire herd. Yeah. 
Well, if we can do that, I guess we'll get out there for the Somalians. You guys looking at thing can tell that it's uh, a a um, older member of the species uh, as well. So perhaps the younger ones are less dangerous or ha- maybe have a different form. Mm. Mm. If we found more with different forms, we could try to uh, say that they're different species and make even more money. That is true. true. I I wouldn't stop you. Good thinking, Bishop. All right. So, like, like, Craig's actually starting to get excited about this now that there is more money to be made. So, you know, he tries to peek out the window and it's like, what are we waiting for? Um, I don't know. Just as you say, what are we waiting for? It starts pouring down corrosive acid rain. Uh, that's that's what we're waiting for. Yeah. yeah. Now your ship can endure it. It's you know it's rated to uh, ten acid units of acid per per square inch. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, very specific. But uh, but how are you guys going to protect yourself from the acid rain if you're going to go out there? I mean, this storm could last for weeks. Mm. Um, I have a I have a personal shield. It counts for two armor. So I guess I could activate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that I, only really uh, encompasses you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm I have a protective utility suit that's one armor. Yeah, you could put on a space suit. Uh, I have... Oh, shit. Not a fucking lot. Um, you have I scavenged have... armor. Yeah, I have scavenged armor. Uh, uh, for some reason, like in the thing, it says dagger and adventuring gear. I mean, I took that as a two, you know, like that'll have like that'll be like ropes and like useful tools and things like that. So adventuring gear gear works like a random bag of stuff that has whatever you need in it five times. Yeah, so there's five charges. You'd be like, oh, I pull out rope out of my adventuring gear, and then the next time you're like, oh, I pull out a, I pull out a, uh, I pull out a uh, a fire starter. Can I use my workshop? Uh, to make Korag some sort of very wide-brimmed um, umbrella hat? Yes, go for it. Build him okay. a 20-gallon hat. Uh, what was that? Intelligence? Sure. Okay. I should stop putting my phone away, because I need it to roll dice. Uh, damn, you're going to love this. I got a 13. Ooh. You build him an excellent, massive sombrero. He looks like... Uh, it looks like it's a hat like Ramirez from Highlander. Oh, yes, I don't have much uh, to look fashionable, too, so I put a, uh, a feather in it. Oh, yes, my name oh, is Ramirez. Nice. I'm from Spain. <laughs> and this is my katana. Man, that movie doesn't make a lot of sense when you say the it movie like that. movie makes none sense, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Oh, that is a very stylish hat. Yeah. I can't wait to see the fan art for this one. <laughs> yeah. Draw a weird demon tentacle hand monster wearing a giant floofy hat. <laughs> that is perfect. a very stylish hat. Yeah. So I'm going to post I've seen an hat. oil painting of Ramirez before. And then we're going to post in Tibalt so that you guys in your back your brains can put that two and two together. So I'm, I'm picturing that, but it's much it's a much wider brim to cover his whole body 
from right. the horrible acid rain. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I was like, you, you know, Bishop, I, I, I got to hand it to you. I didn't expect something so big to so big and gaudy to be just so stylish. I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I, I was thinking uh, of becoming a haberdasher in a, you know, a while ago, but it just, it just didn't work out. But, you know, I still every every once in a while I, I haberdash for fun. Mm, good. When we, when we build a new mutant society, I got a job for you, buddy. <gasps> can, can I be your official haberdasher? Oh God, hell yeah! Oh man, that's, that's I'm, I'm so looking forward to our new order, new world order now. Exactly. Think of all that interesting be... shaped hats you'll be able to make with for the mutants. <laughs> that, Listen, wow. Yeah, just because some people find us, you know, hideous looking, doesn't mean we can't be stylish as hell. Got to own that, I, man. I, I, right. Yeah, you know what? People who think that are just stupid. Exactly. You're not hideous, you're unique. Sometimes right. people's amorphous growths need pimp hats. Yeah. Exactly. And Especially when we get cover up all those growths. Yeah. And when we get this fucking thing, we get a cup we bag a couple of these, we're also gonna be rich as hell. Right. Exactly. There we so go. as you guys are discussing this and walking through the acid rain, let's undertake a perilous journey. Uh all Which right. is a move, and I will bring it up for you guys now. Uh, okay. Special. So, um, in where is it? Undertake a perilous journey. Uh, you guys can choose a trailblazer, uh, a scout, and a quartermaster. Uh, the it will describe to me what they do. Each character just rolls plus wisdom. Yeah, indeed. These are all plus wisdom rolls. Um, The trailblazer can reduce the amount of time it takes you to get to your destination. The scout might notice any uh, trouble, and the quartermaster uh, will help you conserve rations. Uh, But they all use wisdom. Mm. Uh, What's my wisdom? My wisdom wisdom is is plus zero. My wisdom is zero as well. And Ryan? (laughs) Yeah. I'm also at zero, so... <laughs> All right, so, so, so who, who is managing the food? Um, probably uh, Gurag, because he's the only one who eats it. All right, brilliant. So Gurag's going to be quartermaster. Who is okay. scouting for trouble? Perhaps the security robot? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Even though I suck at it, it would probably make the most sense for me to do it. <laughs> and that leaves, that leaves that Bishop to Trailblaze. So everybody, make me those uh, wisdom rolls. Um, Eric, it's two d six. You don't. You just need to. You can. You don't need to use dice stream. You can if you want to. But. Okay. Uh, I can't. Well, no, you can't because you're a horrible garbage person. I am a garbage I- person. I rolled a three. Oh, all right. <laughs> you eat all of the rations. You're like, do you uh, guys I, want any of these prawn crackers? Uh, no, I'm good. You just hold it out in the rain and they dissolve in your hand. <laughs> yeah. They would dissolve in the rain anyway, so it's doubly worse in the acid rain. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, I got an eight for trailblazing. All right. Oops, uh, I got... I got a seven to scout. On a seven to nine, things just go as normal. So you consume the amount expected. It's only really on tens that something awesome happens. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, so nothing else goes off too bad. And you come across, after a while, the mushrooms change from these large, um, wide-brimmed mushrooms to these thin-stalked uh, mushrooms. They have these long, thin stalks with these tiny little bulbous, nipply heads on them. Um, they're, they're, they're closer together, um, and there's a lot more of them. Uh, so it's kind of like walking through a bamboo forest of mushrooms. That's right. I forgot we were in a mushroom forest. It must yeah. have looked like yeah. it must have looked like an acid rain water park. Mm. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> With just sheets of water cascading off of giant mushrooms. Yeah. Um, but these, but these sort of bamboo—well, not bamboo forests, but these thinner mushrooms—are um, spotted across, uh, scattered rather across this. Uh, rocky uh, mound, um, almost like a large, largish hill. Um, and there's little, you can see little warrens and holes into it and um, all sorts of things. There's a sort of a little uh, moss of sorts growing on parts of it. It's this yellow uh, moss with like purple streaks through it. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys do? This looks, this is caves and shit. This would be where you'd get out of the acid rain if you were a weird chupacabra. Well, okay. After you, robot. Certainly. I will take uh, points. Oh. You push the robot up front. So I think if I wanted to, I could force Ryan to do things because I have an ability command of robots. Nice. So what does that do? Uh, so I mean I don't I'm not using it now, but when you use your machines to communicate with other machines, roll plus int on a ten plus you can issue a single command to the machine or robot that it must obey. On a seven to nine, you could parlay with the machine or robot by offering it data, power, or proper usage, no matter what level of intelligence it possesses. All right. But I'm not. I'm just saying for the future. Yeah, I'm I'm programmed to protect you guys, and I have to do that. So I'm gonna I'm I, I go first. All right, so you guys walk up to one of the openings in this rocky mound, and you creep inside. Um, do you have any means of illuminating your way besides I do. Futurist uh, giant glowing eye? I have uh, light is one of my automatic operations. Um, and I, I think... Have, I was going to say, I also have expanded senses, and that includes that allow you to see in the dark, around corners, and sense vibrations through the earth. I have a greater range of hearing, smell, and taste. Nice. Nice. Uh, so I'm thinking since I said my eyes are cybernetic, they just light up. So my eyes turn into flashlights, so wherever I'm looking gets illuminated. It's like uh, in Power Ranger movies, where the yeah. Power Ranger movie, where the yellow Power Ranger activates the headlights on a helmet. <laughs> and they're called hyperbeams, I think she says. Uh, of so I are. rolled a seven... Yes, so on a 7 to 9, the operation runs, but you choose one. After you run it, your machine is drained of power. You cannot run this operation again. Um, the operation scrambles your machine. How come I can't sprint and use my flashlight at the same time? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you draw unwelcome attention or put yourself at a spot. The GM will tell you how. Oh. Uh, as, as you're you walk you're deep, welcome, guys. As you walk deeper into the chasm... Uh, deeper into the crevice, rather, this little cut into the rock, um, you see a red carpet of grass 
in here, but it's sort of like the grass is laying down flat. Uh, and as your beams of light pass over it, it's it starts to react. Uh, and then uh, you all fall through the grass and are now tumbling down uh, shafts. You can't see one another. You can just see the, the rock uh, tubes that you're sliding down coming past you, but you're getting faster and faster and you just keep tumbling and tumbling down these tubes. What are you going to do? Start um, with uh, rhythm bust. Uh, oh no! I'm oh yeah, I have tentacles. Yeah, so uh, I'll use my tentacles to try to grab onto the wall and slow my descent. All right. So make me a two uh, d six plus rather two d six plus. Where is it? Let's call that dex. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see that plus. Okay, plus one. Uh, I rolled a nine. Uh, nice. So you 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 cut your tentacle little hands and take a take a point of damage, uh, but you you manage to slow yourself down, and now you're dangling in a dark tube. Uh, Ryan, what is Futura doing as she tumbles down the tube? Uh, Futura slams her mechanical palms into uh, the walls of the of the shaft that she's. Tumbling down, uh, try, trying to slow her descent. So defy danger with strength. Okay. I rolled a 13. Uh, nice. So you managed to stop yourself. Um, again, you're in a, a, an empty lava tube, basically. Uh, and what is... What... Yeah, what is uh, Bishop doing? Bishop's doing, he... yeah, Bishop's doing the same thing that Futura just did, essentially. Trying the to androids just... are all about being tough. Yep. Uh, I think I have plus one. Where's my? No, that was my book. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm at eight. All right. So um, strength, right? Yeah. You bet. You, yeah, you slam your hands into the wall, um, but the bit of tube you're in is a lot more vertical than what the others were presented with, and you realize that if you want to go anywhere, you're either going to have to take a really long time to climb up, or you're pretty much going to have to go back into free fall. Um, can I at least so like, control your, my descent? Ugly choice. Um, you can yeah. try. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to keep going down, but since I have some sort of grip on the walls, I'm going to try to like slide down instead of just completely free fall. All right, so that's going to take a, a fair bit of time. Yeah. Um, uh, so, better than just falling and landing wherever. Uh, so... We'll go to uh, F- Futura. Your your tube is sort of that levels out um, a bit uh, beneath you, and you can see a sort of an offshoot uh, to the left um, that you think you could get to pretty easily. Uh, and it looks like there's a there's some kind of light coming from in there. It's like a low uh, blue light, uh, sort of like a sky blue color. All right, I, that's that seems like a good bet. Uh, so you creep over there, and there's there's a cavern of glowing crystals. Uh, and then I will head over to Gurug. Gurug. Yes. Um, you are stuck to this empty sort of lava tube, um, and you you think you can hear. It sounds like music or singing. In a, in a tube nearby. 
Mm. Perhaps there's an offshoot room or something nearby. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use my expanded sense. Oh, let's see. So can I see your sense vibrations? Um, so I'm going to, so like I'm, the, the two I'm in, it's completely dark, right? Yeah. You can just kind of make out some shapes, but it could as easily just be your brain tricking you. But you can't right. see any light, but you can okay. hear voices. All right, so I'm going to use my expanded senses to get a better idea of where I'm coming from or where I am. All right. Like how far uh, away? So let's call that a discern realities as you try to get a sense of where you are. So roll me okay. 2d6 plus wisdom. All right. And basically be a bunch of questions you'll be able to ask. But you do have oh. that move that gives you expanded uh, questions. Okay, uh, 11. All right, so you'll get to ask uh, three, and you can also take from that expanded list of yours. Okay. Uh, um, <coughs> so uh, what, what are the list of questions? He's asked looking for the thing. All right, so if you open the basic moves and special moves sheet in that... F- anyway, I'll just read them out. So you've got what okay. happened here recently, what is All about right. to happen, what should I be on the lookout for, what here is useful or valuable to me, who's really in control here and what here is not what it appears to be. And then you've got the questions for your playbook. Third eye. All right. Yeah. Your third eye thing. Okay. Which I don't have. In front. All right. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask one of my third eye questions, play it safe a little bit. What aspect here has the greatest potential for evil? The darkness. All right. Darkness is all it is then. All right. Um, what is about to happen? Um, what is about to happen? You're about to see something beautiful. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what here is... No, hold on. Uh, what here is... What here is not what it appears to be? The beauty hides a darkness. Mm, more darkness. Okay. Those are my three questions then. All right. All right. So um, so when I'm looking downward, is is it like how far is it? So is it like far enough that I can just kind of like work my way down and safely drop? Or I mean, like how close am I to flat land? Um. You, you can creep down and you find a ledge to climb onto and then do you want to follow that music? Uh, sure. It's either that or go up pretty much. Yeah. Um, All right. I'll follow the music. Uh, so you, you start to follow this music and it's, it's very sort of sensual and it's got a kind of a, it's got a kind of slow, uh, harmonious melody to it. Uh, Sort of, you know, it's stirring something inside of you—a yeah. desire. Uh, and you come into, and you come ra- you come round the corner into this room of glowing green crystals, and there's all these, uh, there's these dark-skinned, uh, feline-looking women, and they, yeah. have the, they have these, they have these six ears, and they sort of in sheer shimmering uh, half dresses and they're dancing and singing sensuously uh, and they start to move towards you. 
What do you do? Right. So you said the beauty hides a darkness. So uh, 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 let's see. I'm going to I'm going to use my tentacles maybe to uh, to kind of get like a closer look. Maybe um, you know, just kind of like feel around to see if all it is all that it appears to be. So you're like gonna like touch them and see if they're illusion or illusionary. Yeah. Yeah. So you you sort of like your tentacles sort of touch them and they sort of, one of them giggles as it touches them. And then they stroke your arm right. uh, and they start and, and, uh, and another one comes up behind you and is caressing you uh, and starts like uh, nuzzling at your, at your, uh, at your skin. Uh, right. and one starts sort of, uh, did you say you had a tail? I can't remember. Uh, I th- well, let's see. Oh no! Uh, one sort one wraps around your goat goat man legs. Yeah, and is caressing it. Another one grabs your hat and sort of plays with it and uh, puts it on and is playing around with it all while that music continues. And then you he- they, they seem to be beckoning you to come with them, but they feel they feel really real, like, top notch. If they if they're illusionary, who oh boy? Yeah, some, someone. Yeah, someone put in a someone put in a good effort on this. Um uh, God. Um all right. Uh sure I, I, I take my tentacle and just like do like just play with your ear a little bit, you know, like a little just a little slip in and out. <laughs> Give her a bit <laughs> of the old slip in and out. That's disgusting yeah. sounding. Yeah, that's how correct rolls. You curl your little tentacle in there. Is there a this has taken such a weird turn. I know, right? <laughs> Shut up, Alex. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> You're lucky I made you that hat. Basically made yeah. tentacle handed Kirk, so <laughs> right. Is there is there a theremin somewhere in the background yeah, from some yeah. corner? There's a there's a there's a gaggle of theremins. <laughs> It's just a nerdy, there's a nerdy uh, music student in the background. He's going, Wee! <laughs> like a really shitty beard. It's like my parents were disappointed in me when they said I majored in theremin abilities, but who's laughing now? <laughs> Such a good gig. Such a good musical gig. Um, do, do, you, do you give in to the temptation? No, you see, I'm I'm gonna try to foreplay as long as possible because some something tells me, like you said, there, there, the the beauty hides a darkness. So you know, may, maybe like so, you, like you, what is that darkness? They they start to sort of beckon you towards this sort of raised. It's almost like a bowl, fine glowing sand, and you see one of them like lay down it and spread across it like it's a bed. Right. Uh, and then you hear like a voice, uh, voices in your head saying, "Come lie down with us. Won't you taste of our sensual pleasures? Don't you want to stay with us forever here on Venus? It is the planet of love, after all, and home to the solar system's largest tech market." <laughs> <laughs> How would you know about the tech market? We know many things about Venus. It is our home, after all. We know of the acid rain and the mushroom forests. 
We also know of the terrible smell. I <laughs> with us in the warm green sands of Venus. So okay, so uh, just to reiterate a little bit, so 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 they're lying down like on a bowl. You said like a bowl filled with green. Yeah, sand? it's sort of yeah. So the green sand has made like a bed. Okay, it's something soft, but is still geological. All right. Uh, so I start. So there's I'm three of start... them wrapped around you, and then there's a fourth sort of like mewling over the sand. Think like um, Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters when she's possessed. Right. Okay. So there my, is my no character... Venus, only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I start to walk over to you know the the, the sand bed, and uh, you know just trying to. Uh, so I'm walking over and. Like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna touch the sand a little bit because again, it's warm to the touch. It's it's right. it's like a warm beach. Okay, so uh, now do my with my expanded senses, do I notice anything odd about the sand? Um, maybe a spout law. Yeah, spout law. So, uh, that's two d six plus int. Okay, two d six plus. As int. you try to remember things about sand. Yeah, well, you could think about baseball. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> think, think about baseball or sand. Think about sand. Think about sand. It's coarse. It's channel, rough, channel and it gets everywhere. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, I rolled a six. Oh. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, so. Yep, um, it's sand. It's sandy. <laughs> it's, it's sand and it's warm and they're, they're touching you in that way that you like to be touched. One of them's licking <laughs> the little... The little sucker pads on your tentacles, and oh boy! <laughs> well, in that case, then uh, as I said earlier, I start to climb onto the bed. You climb onto the sandy bed, and we and, and out of nowhere, silk curtains drape down and close off the scene from the from the viewer. Um, you're in a cavern full of blue light, Futura. <laughs> Glowing blue gemstones. Um, I I get closer and examine the gemstones. Are they? How long do you I... spend examining these gemstones? Um, if they don't if they don't ping back any um data pages in my database, uh, after a few moments, I will I will move on. But uh, spout law. All right. Let's see. So plus it. I gotta get my dice stream open because I am not shunned shunned from dice stream. <laughs> uh, while we're waiting for, uh, I gotta know. Ryan. While we're waiting for Raymond to say my name. While we're waiting for me to say your name. Uh, thank you to Ross Payton for backing our Patreon. Um, backed us at the one dollar level so if we get that 100 dollars threshold mr ross payton you'll be able to watch our behind the scenes live streams <laughs> what a good egg that ross payton is what I'm, a good I'm, sure, egg. I'm sure he'd love to learn how to make an actual play and role-playing podcast he seems like the kind of guy that'd be into it yeah maybe, maybe he could pull it off i'm not sure yeah, I feel like he might like i feel like he might like an actual play podcast i mean you know everybody should have a hobby yeah that's true <laughs> Um, a nine. Yeah. Um, blue gemstones 
are sometimes poisonous to earthlings. Uh-oh. How do you know this? Hmm. Um, well, I am a security robot. Uh, perhaps it has been flagged as a danger uh, to the people I am protecting. Warning, Venus contains sometimes poisonous blue gemstones as well as <laughs> corrosive rain. We should never have come to this miserable planet. <laughs> Everything here is poison and death. Do explore the cavern more? Uh, yeah, I'm going to move on from the from the crystals. It's a very expansive cavern, and after what seems like an hour or so of exploring it, you hear a you hear a thumping and a beating, uh, some kind of clawing sound coming from behind a rock wall. What do you do? Um, I charge up my laser and activate my shield, and I set my laser from stun to kill. <laughs> kill. Um, and then I guess, um, future is just going to take up, you know, kind of a, kind of a defensive position, maybe find something to crouch behind and wait and see if, if anything shows itself. So you're aiming at this bit of the wall and you see it start to crack and then the rocks fly forward and something's crawling out of the darkness. Oh God. What is that? Something. Do you take a moment to try and see what it is? Yes, before I shoot it, I take a moment to see what it is. Just as you're about to shoot it, you realize that it is your friend, Bishop. Uh, uh, oh. Bishop. Hello, Futura. Thank goodness. I almost eradicated you. I'm, I I'm very so glad you didn't. On the outside. <laughs> Oof. That was a lot of tunnel. Yes. That was a lot of tunnel. Oh, those are very blue. Also dangerous. Oh. Uh. You're, you're an android, aren't you, Bishop? Yes. You get up and you start dusting yourself off. And Futura, you notice that there's a Venusian electro slug hanging off of Bishop's spine. Whew, so glad that nothing got on me while I was in that tunnel. Let me tell you. Bishop, Bishop yeah. do not move. Why? There is an electro slug dangling between your artificial vertebrae. Oh, God. It, it could be sapping your power. <laughs> yes, it is feasting on your power source. Oh, I thought I was just winded from the climb. All right, you have to get it off me. If my battery goes out, I'm useless. If I startle it, it could short out your entire nervous system. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, well, please don't startle it. Stay I very way Ryan voluntarily made the electro slug worse. <laughs> um, well, it's not, oh, wait, wait, it's wait, wait. wait. I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Um, so I'm going to slowly, uh, reach behind me, uh, and just like point my hand at the bottom, like at my back, uh, and then use my tractor beam on the electro slug to yank it, you know, off my back. All right. Make me a defied danger roll. Can I do that with Uh, intelligence? Cause I'm like casting my spell. I, I, I would allow intelligence. Thank you. Uh, don't suck. That's a 10. Nice. Uh, so you, you adjust the tractor beam carefully, uh, and with a, with a light tug, the slug goes and comes off your back. It should be an electro leech. Well, it is a, it is a leech, but they call it a Venusian electro slug because they didn't realize it was actually a leech until after (laughs) after they named it. It's like how, it's like how everywhere except 
It's like how in Australia we call it a Tasmanian tiger, but everyone else calls it either a thylacine or a Tasmanian wolf. Hmm. Or a Tasmanian devil. Tasmanian devil is not a thylacine. Yeah. Tasmanian devil's a little, like, wombatty rat thing. A Tasmanian tiger is a striped canine that is extinct. Yeah. Which uh, apparently tied a Tasmanian tiger. That game is finally on Steam after... God knows how long. Is a game called Tasmanian Tiger? <laughs> yeah, Tiger Tasmanian. Like, like right around the mid to like early two thousands when everyone was trying to get like on the next big like character action platformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after like Jack and Daxter and all that did so well. Oh, anyway. okay. So yeah. it's like that kind of a thing. Weird. So, um, you've taken the electro slug slash leech <laughs> off his back, and presumably you just drop it on the ground. Yeah, I throw it back into the tunnel. And <sighs> now, you're in, now you're in this blue cave, alone together. Well, uh, are these crystals... I know these crystals are harmful, but are they valuable to anyone? I do not know. They are only marked in my database as a potential danger. Mm. Well, do I know if they're of value to anyone? I don't know. Do you spout lore? Uh, let's see. I spouted lore and got a... Eleven. Uh, the emperors of... Uh, actually, the, the demi-princes of the Jupitean moons are known to imbibe these crystals uh, in a show of um, erotic power before engaging in their <laughs> battles. They're sort wow. of... It's sort of a tribal <laughs> warfare type of thing, you know. You, you put on your giant codpiece... Uh, yep. You go out there with your phallus sword. Uh, you do a little, you do a little Venusian death crystals on your tongue, and then you fight the other guy for the right to dominate his kingdom. If you know what I mean. Well, uh, if we want to fly to Jupiter, we might be able to make some money off of these. Mm. Do you have a storage compartment in there? I believe I do. All right. Well, let's load you up, and then we'll see what we get. Brilliant. So you start shoveling crystals. In. Things chest, yep. uh, yeah. and then do you ex- then do you explore the cavern more? Uh, well, we are looking for chupacabras, and we're also looking for uh, covrag. Curag. 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 I was. No, I don't blame you. It's a hard name to remember. I've been um, thinking about the Keurig, the coffee. Yeah. Or- yeah. It's it's just Garrick Wildspeaker from uh, Mad. It's spelled backwards, so that's that's how I came up with that name. Me, uh, okay. me, I'm a creative man. After a while, the blue crystals start to become more of an aqua color, and then they start to sort of vibrate and resonate in a weird way that almost sounds like theremin music being piped in. Uh, piped in from from where? From this. The sound stage. Oh, okay. Because oh, of the aesthetic, sound stage. Because of the aesthetic of this adventure, where <laughs> yes. we describe everything as if it's a, a, a TV show. So they a, they change the gels on the lights lighting the crystals. Yeah, a, a lost a lost uh, Star Trek uh, sort of rip off show. Yeah. Uh, so we head to stage B then. Fifteen. You transition between scenes. Um, we just go, come on, this way. And then a minute later, just jump into the room where... Exit, exit stage left, enter stage right. 
Yeah. There's a there's a wipe. <laughs> a star wipe. A star wipe. <laughs> Because it's space, okay. I would have expected one of those blurry crossfade wipes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, and you hear pl- uh, playful giggling um, and kind of a suckling sound uh, coming from behind a strange silk curtain in the middle of a room filled with green glowing crystals. <laughs> oh no. Futura, ready your laser. It is charged. I have a bad feeling that we may be wandering into a hentai. <laughs> <laughs> Hey-o! Whoa! Uh, so, Futura stands guard and uh, Bishop quietly tiptoes forward, uh, grabs the cart curtain, and then yanks it back quickly. You see... Um... You see Kurag, Jesus Christ, that was hard to remember. Ah. Uh, Kurag lying on the sand, exhausted, saying, yes, more. You just know how to touch me so good. Is and there anyone else there? And there's these four sort of um, insectoid cat women latched onto it, and they all latched onto it, and they all look to you in a hiss. <laughs> and then they sort of leap and scatter to the walls, uh, what do you do? Um, do they well, disappear or are they just like on They don't the disappear, wall? they're just like now it's like you, it cuts to you being shocked. There's a, there's a sounds, there's a, um, there's a Foley artist noise that sounds like they leaped across the room and then it cuts to a wide shot of the scene and they're all standing in different places. Okay. Um, uh, since since uh, Futura is programmed to protect uh, Kurag, she's going to go up to him and see if he is hurt, if he needs medical attention. So you rush forward, uh, and one of these things uh, goes to do a double karate chop at you. Uh, I, I'm going to intercept her double karate chop with my grinder saw. All right, make me a... Make me a oh, I guess, wait, no, that's a, that's a stiff remove. Let's defend someone. Yeah, I mean, because it's a. I did actually mean that it was attacking Futura, so you can use defend someone. Yeah, yeah, I'm get. Yeah, I'm trying to block it. Uh, so yeah, roll so plus con. Let's see how that goes. Jump between them. Uh, that is a seven. A seven. Okay. What does it say for? I think uh, it just so I get hold one. So I spend hold so I could have the attacks effect or damage. Open up the attacker to an ally, giving them plus one forward, or deal damage to the attacker equal to my level. Um, I will have the attacks effect or damage because right. my level is two, so I don't want to do that. So you, you 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 smack one of her arms out of the way, but one of the karate chops hey. gets through. Oh no! Ah. <laughs> strikes the strikes the uh, colossal android. I'm going to say that it's. It was uh, unexpected. She didn't see it coming because she was too focused on uh, on Kurag. He's so focused. So I will um, take the damage. It'll be half of a D10. Okay. I rolled a nine, so let's call that four. Damn, okay. you're welcome. And you've got yeah. armor, so... I do have armor, so I take two. Two. I'm down to 19 HP. Oh, no! That's less than me. Um, what are you doing, Futura? I am going to uh, whirl around and hit her with my lasers. All right. Have a go. Volley. Fire wildly at the cat 
vampires. Wait, is, is there, before I hit her with my lasers, uh, are there any loose objects that I can pick up and throw? Because then I can volley with strength. And I also can, uh, whatchamacallit, um, not damage myself if I... You could, you could pick up a crystal. You grab okay. a handful of crystals and go, ah! <laughs> All right, I will. I will uh, pick up a, a handful of crystals. Oh no, but it's like a, it's like a gun, right? It's like a yeah, it's a projectile cannon. Maybe you like vacuum up a bunch of the sand bed and then sand blast them. Okay, <laughs> that works. That works just fine. All right. Um, so my strength is. It I shall form? remove your base coat. <laughs> oh, good. Um, four. The room is filled with sand, and everyone goes. <laughs> What'd you do that for? Um, Kurag stumbles awake. He's like, "Oh, oh!" The sand has clogged my projectile cannon. I apologize. The women had the, the strange vampires had you in a stupor of pleasure, but now you realize they've taken your vital fluids. <laughs> Damn right they did. What do you do? Oh, <laughs> uh, I. I I, 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 I get off the bed and I'm like, where'd they go? The, the oh, they're, they're, they're there. There's these ferocious looking cat vampires on the edge of the room hissing at you. And one's like in a karate stance. The, yeah, so so I'm, I'm startled and I start to reach for my dagger. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, like, like I'm in combat position. Like, yeah, you come at me. Yeah, you grab out your dagger and you're on the ready. Uh, and yeah. then one of them, one of them does a, um, a a a move right out of Captain Kirk's playbook and throws their hips at you as they jump <laughs> into the air sideways. All right. Uh, so I'm going to try to to catch them in the air with one of my tentacles. All right. Make me a uh, defy danger with. I'd call that Dex because you're like acting quickly. All right. Uh, okay, so that's that's two d six plus your dex modifier. All right, two d six plus my dex six. <laughs> um, you go to catch it, but its its hip bone slams into your eye, and you reel back. Yeah, um, oh. so the deadliest take... pelvises on Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right they are. <laughs> Apparently, I rolled a nine again, but your armor counts. So okay, <laughs> what's your armor? Uh, my armor is, let's see, I got the scavenged armor, so that would put me at uh, one armor. So you take eight points of damage. Ah. Jesus. Um, we put your con high, so you're probably doing right. well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little before halfway there. Uh, so, so, future. Whoa, ladies. whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, whoa, cat ladies what? in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cat ladies in the air. Mm. Lemon on a pear. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off at those memes the other day. <laughs> Venusian faux pair, faux pas. <laughs> um, so uh, seeing seeing the person that she is supposed to protect injured by a flying cat vampire woman's hip uh, sends Futura into uh, the closest thing that she can experience as a robot to uh, uh, you know mindless rage <laughs> and she just begins those those crystals that we picked up before to sell to the jupiter princes uh she's just firing oh. 
one by one into the into the cat person who just attacked her. Gemstone buckshot. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a go. <laughs> nice. Um, Fourteen. All right. I'll say you can hit two of them. Um, so you shoot these blue crystals just slam into them and they and two of them fall over um red paint is spread across the floor <laughs> um all right and i rolled a six like somebody on it looks like somebody just got a paint bucket and went whoop <laughs> i i rolled a six on damage so however the the cat people yeah. nice so they're they they with blood squirting out of their neck, and one of them's okay. like ah, trying to claw at you, um, Bishop. Yeah. What are you doing, buddy? Uh, so I'm going to Bishop's going to spin around, and he is going to uh, his left hand contains his tractor beam, of course, but his right hand flips up. And it's his laser beam, and I'm going to cast laser beam at one of them. Oh, nice! Uh, so I have to roll plus int. What does what does your laser beam look like? Because we know that Ryan's is negative space. Uh, it's just your classic red. Somebody just went in there with a crayon. Basically, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So I rolled a seven total. Um. So, either I take minus one ongoing. Uh, you know, I'm going to draw more unwelcome attention to myself. All right. Because uh, I want to keep shooting my laser. And it does my damage plus my level. Mm-hmm. So, 1d6 plus 2. Uh, oh, good. 4. 4? All right. So, one of them takes a laser to the breast. Um, and she's like, ah, you'll never stop us, Offworlders. And now she looks sort of hideous and like, just like uh, it's like uh, Attack of the, not a clack, Revenge of the Sith up in here. <gasps> What's this ugly monster match face? <laughs> Solar System's largest tech market. <laughs> and she charges at you um, with, with vicious talons. Uh, what do you do? Kitten's got claws. What do you do, Me? Bishop, as, as this, this cat vampire charges at you? Uh, can I just shoot her again? Uh, it's a divine danger roll, and do no, damage is not an option. Um, okay. I'm, I think that Futura is going to put herself between this per, this cat person vampire and uh, Bishop and try to defend him. Everybody's defending everybody, apparently. Yeah. Is defend plus bond or plus a stat? Um, there is no bond, really. Uh, aid is plus bond. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's plus, is plus con. Yeah, okay, cool. So what did you get? Okay. Um, my con is plus one, and I rolled a seven, so I got an eight. Right. Uh, so you get one hold. Do you want to spend it All immediately? Right. I'm going to wait and see what it does. All right, so I am going to attempt to dodge out of the way, I guess. Uh, so that's just a defy danger with Dex. Oh, I rolled a ten. Nice. Uh, what did you, What did you do? Sorry, Ryan, when you defended him. Um, I think I I like put myself in the 
cat vampire person's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it had to kind of swerve around me. And I'm going to open up the attacker to an ally, giving that ally plus one forward against the attacker. Because, right. Uh, so, they, so she sort of has to twist around you. And then what? how did you go on your defy danger? Uh, I got Alex. a 10, so... Uh, and then you, like, get commando sub-assault out of the way, and then... Uh, I make the bionic man sound as I jump. <laughs> I was uh, thinking that uh, I would open an, open her up to an attack from Kurag. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then, Kurag, you turn around after getting yourself up uh, out of the way of this hip that was thrown at you. Right. And uh, there's a cat woman there. Do you, what are you going to do? She seems oh. off guard. It seems All like right. she's waiting for the next stage direction. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm going to see if I can. So now that I recognize her for the evil cat uh, vampire she is, uh, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to work up the nerve to seduce her. Okay. For a seduce and stab. That's a classic move. That's a classic move. Seduce and stab. Um. All right, there is a, I guess, pop. That's not a move for that. What do you say to her? All right, uh, you know, I, I, I start to unbutton uh, my shirt a little bit, and then I say, listen, how about we skip all this, go back on the sand for round two? I'm going to say that that's parlay, <laughs> because you basically said, hey, how about I don't kill you when we fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, roll plus charisma. 2d6 okay. plus charisma. All right. Uh, one, eight. Eight. Um, and she she sort of, her face changes, and it, she looks like that sexy cat woman from before. And she right. leans on your chest and says, do you promise to keep me safe from these scoundrels? <laughs> You need to prove to her or give her some kind of assurance that she won't get the knife. Okay. Um, I'll be like, all right. So I, I'm going to start to, I'm going to start to move her away. It's like, let's go somewhere a little private where these scoundrels can't bother you. So you, the friend you came here to save just walks into the corner of the room with the cat lady and starts making out. Right. And then I start, I'm, I'm starting to pull out my dagger Mm-hmm. And then, sink. You stab her in the back, and she's like, Kurag, but you promised. Ugh. And she dies. Uh, but there's still there's still one and a half cat ladies. Uh, so okay, Futura. Th- um, Futura aims her uh, blue crystal cannon at them. And uh, she is going to make one of those physical threats. Um, she she levels it at them um, and says, "Unless you want to be picking shards of crystal out of your puny your puny meat forms, you will leave us alone and let us pass." Right. I'm guessing you have a move for that. Uh, yeah, I can parlay with strength instead of charisma. All right, have a go. And uh, so that is ten. Ten, nice. Um, uh, they 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 sort of bow down to you and start like, and they just like they crouch down and they ha- they drag their hands along the floor as they just scooch out of the room, and then it cuts back to your stoic face, and then it cuts back to a wide shot of the room, and there's nobody there. It's just you guys. 
so that they don't have to show their mysterious exit on sea on screen. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have a half a hole of uh, of of poisonous crystals, and you've got a dead cat lady corpse. What next? That is another thirty simoleons. That is another thirty simoleons. Could be another alien. Mm. Could be another alien species. You don't know. It's true. Right. Um, I will. I will check my databanks. Are the cat vampire people cataloged, or can we? Uh, there are rumors of various uh, seductress vampire races um, from around the solar system and beyond. Uh, but this particular uh, subspecies hasn't been uh, cataloged. So that's a thirty simoleons for that fine cat lady corpse. Ooh! And if we can get one alive, yeah, that would be up to you. Uh, Kirag, do you think you oh. could lure one back to the ship with us? Sure. Yeah, I can do that. And also Sorry. keep her from devouring your blood? <laughs> Listen, you saw how I just seduced and stabbed that one. I'm pretty sure, like, a seduce and lock in an open closet is, uh, is definitely on the menu. <laughs> Do you, how do you guys uh, try to find these things? Do you just rampage through this underground uh, or, or what? What do you do? Hmm. They're not machines, so that's kind of my thing. Um, I, I've got, <laughs> I've got uh, Ben Barr's lift grates, mm-hmm. so I can just like punch my way through walls. <laughs> do you want to do that? Yeah, uh, well... <laughs> Alright, so you don't have... Does it, does it have different options for if you get a 10, or is it just the outcome is better? Uh, it says, when you use pure strength to destroy an inanimate obstacle, roll plus strength. Uh, on a 10+, plus, choose 3. On a 7-9, to nine, choose 2, and then there's options. Alright, let's assume you got a 10. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm going to say uh, it doesn't take a very long time... Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing of value is damaged, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make an inordinate amount of noise. So I'm not going to like scare them away with a crumbling right, wall. So they they don't hear you coming as you start to vibrate your robotic chassis, uh, which shatters the crystals of this uh, of this underground cavern, and you and you Kool Aid Man through the wall into this <laughs> massive open chasm. And there's like a small uh, sulfury orb in the middle, like a geode. Uh, and you see cat women and little uh, and more of that those weird monsters that you saw out uh, outside. And you see like winged versions of the weird little spined dog things um, with massive cojones. Um, so it appears. That they're all the one species, and that the males are giant testicle flying reptile chihuahuas. Okay. <laughs> the females are sexy catwoman vampires, and the older <laughs> members are normal chupacabra. Normal oh, chupacabras, right. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it was all one species, but you, you burst into this room, and they all sort of stare at you, and like they stop mid flap, and they're just like. <laughs> What if they fall? No, they they hover. They hover. Oh, oh, okay. They don't stop flap. Okay. Yes. Um, oh, oh yeah. 
I was programmed to say that. I do not understand why. <laughs> well, Gorak, you're up. Oh, Gorak. Off you go, Gorak. No, Jurek. Jurag. Jurek. One of the, one of them. Yeah, sure. Just yeah, mispronounce. Yeah, butcher my name. Why not you? Okay. Um. All right, tentacle all right. Kirk. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh God, is is there anything I can do? I'm just trying to think if there's any like ever, of my extra things that I can use to possibly induce. And I say, um, I don't think so because of your right. two moves. Um, actually, hang on. Um, Dungeon Planet, uh, the mutant starting moves. When you use mutations to do something other players and GMs agree is particularly clever or entertaining, gain one hold. Huh. Oh, we've got two unstable mutations at the beginning of the game. Oh, wait. At the start of the session, roll, roll con, hold three. So right, make me a, a 2d6 plus con roll now. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. So seven plus two. Yeah, my con is at two. So nine. I'm at nine. On a seven to nine, hold two. So you can spend a hold to change one of your advantageous mutations to a different one. Um, use one of your uh, other moves temporarily, one of the advanced moves temporarily, uh, or use one of your advantageous mu- mu- mutations without a roll, uh, which doesn't help you too much because you didn't take something like weird. Actually, hang on. Isn't there like a weird pheromones one? Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Paralytic. You can paralyze other creatures in your presence. You could spend a hold to temporarily have that ability. I mean, yeah. you could make up. You could make up your own weird, mu- you know, mutation. So, uh, cat person pheromones, I guess, could work. Yeah, you could have sexy cat person pheromones. Right. Yeah. I th- I'm going to use. My, uh, yeah. I'm just going to use pheromones because I was looking. I was looking for something along those lines. All right. So. So you're. You're. Your ears change into the cat ears, and in uh, in imperceptible little bits of glittery sparkles uh, start to come out of the folds within folds of those ears and waft over uh, the the people. Make me a two uh, d six plus charisma roll. Uh, four. <laughs> Can I use a hold to roll again? Um. Where is it? Heads or tails? Uh, heads. Tails! Nope. Ah. They start to hiss and snarl at you, and then you hear, like, the one of the things up the back go, Maybe we should leave. And all the things start charging towards you guys. We should leave. We yeah. should definitely leave. <laughs> yeah, we are leaving. Cut to you guys sprinting out of the mushroom <laughs> forest towards the ship. Uh, and, then, and there's a sheep uh, staring out at the door. Do you, do you gesture at the sheep? <laughs> no, yes. Inside, inside. As you yeah. gesture at the sheep, it, you see it raise a hoof and then <laughs> touch a button on the wall and the ramp to the ship starts closing as you're running towards it. No, no, bad sheep, bad sheep. <laughs> Uh, what uh, do you do to try and get there faster? Um, um, damn. Hordes of uh, flying bat chihuahuas. And is the, is the sheep a robot? Mm, I don't know. Find out. 
I'm pretty sure the sheep is not a robot. Is the um, sheep a robot? Do androids dream of electric sheep? I mean, it'd be pretty uh, funny. Uh, you know what? Because I think it would be funny. It, um, there's a close-up of a sheep, and they're just sticking, and then it like zooms in, and then it like cuts gently to a to like a close-up of the fur, and it just is clearly just a like um, sheepskin blanket. Like where they have the like the 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 skin uh, attached to the wool. Um, All right. So, and, uh, and there's two TV uh, antennas sticking out of this wool blanket. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to use my machines to communicate with other machines. So I'm going to use my uh, my my vocal projector that I have in my in my throat to to scream out to the the sheep robot. Don't close that door. All right. Uh, see if I could issue it a command. Come on, don't kill us. That's an eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on a seven to nine, you can parlay with the machine or robot by offering it data. Oh, wait, no, I could communicate with other machines, so I could just tell the door not to close. Oh, yeah, that works too. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to tell the door. Yeah, same result. Uh, don't close on us yet. Uh, if... If you don't, I mean, if you if you let us in, I'll uh, I'll I'll grease you extra good. Do you promise to grease me extra good? Oh, I'll grease you so good. Yeah, will will be fantastic. Tell me how you will grease me. Describe it to me in agonizing detail. I'm doing as I'm running towards the door. I'm gonna get the WD sixty and I'm gonna spray it into every nook and cranny and then rub it in with a fresh clean cloth. Oh, yes, that sounds so good. Tell me more about how you are going to grease me. I'll give, I'll give every hinge two coats, uh, and, th- and then I'll wipe off the portholes, too. Oh, yes, now tell me how you're going to install me in a long hallway. <laughs> I'm, I think we're in by this point. <laughs> you get inside. Yes, grease me now. I'm so ready to be greased. First, we have to not die. No, grease me, grease me, grease me. Oh, I, just, I hit the button to close the door. Oh, yes. I love closing my door. <laughs> <laughs> Our ship is a freak. <laughs> just the door. Was it's that a good for you? Door. <laughs> was that good for you, master? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. I need a cigarette. <laughs> The cigarette machine walks in. Does somebody say cigarettes? <laughs> Why is the cigarette machine always so angry? No one ever wants cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> True. Only one of us has lungs. Never Why don't mind. you guys smoke more on your spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you're rocking away from Venus. If it is a 1950s TV show, then we probably all smoke. That's true, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of smoking going on in the spaceship. So the, to, like to revise my previous statement, the cigarette machine is always angry because it's always running out of cigarettes. <laughs> the ship's doctor, uh, you walk up to the ship's doctor, it's like, Doctor, why am I always coughing up blood? I don't know, maybe you should have more smokes. <laughs> Are you smoking enough? Your throat. Are you smoking I'm going to up you to two packs a day. You need to whip you, those you ones stop smoking those, sicky, those sissy cigarettes with those filters. Yeah, unfiltered. Filters that'll kill you. You're inhaling all the chemicals of the filter. All right, brilliant. So there you go. That's that's the we we played Dungeon Planet. Yep. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Insert Quest here. We hope that you enjoyed listening to that Dungeon Planet game. Uh, And for now, farewell from the past. I'm Ray.